Hello, welcome to the new Private Wireless podcast series from Enterprise IoT Insights. My name is James Blackman. I'm joined today and for the next few episodes by Stefan Doble, Head of Marketing for Enterprise Solutions at Nokia. The next few episodes of this uh, podcast series are brought to you with Nokia and we'll consider a number of aspects of private cellular covering both LTE and 5G. Today's episode looks at the question of cost specifically, which if not always the deal breaker, is a question that always comes up, invariably, and one that needs looking into. So Stefan, welcome. Thanks for joining me. Thanks, James. To start with, Stefan, perhaps you can give us an idea about what enterprises, and particularly industrial enterprises, need today in terms of connectivity. Because there's a, you know, there's a lot going on in there, right? Especially in these kind of heavy industrial sites with business connectivity and machine connectivity and everything else. Just if you can set the scene for us. All right, James. Yes, definitely. So, and it's an important topic because in uh, in most industrial sites, you've got a combination of different uh, you know, application domain in the same place. So, you know, if you take a look at it, you know, for example, you know, even if it's an industrial plant, you may have, you know, administrative office there as well where you know you'll want uh, you know your employees or even your sales team to be able to receive phone calls on their mobile phone for example so one, one of the area of connectivity in the industrial side is just the operator the mobile operator expanding and extending its coverage indoor so that the you know the, the traditional csp service continue to function then you will have also the it team that's responsible for the the lan effectively the lan connectivity and the wi-fi connectivity for the this is a traditional, uh, you know, business uh, type application, uh, typically on, on best effort. And then on the same plant, then you will have also what we call critical, you know, applications. Uh, typically, these uh, are driven more from the OT side uh, of um, those enterprise, and they have their own set of requirements when it's come to, you know, reliability, security, etc., and tend to use different types of technology. So it's important, you know, uh, that we understand when we talk about private wireless, uh, you know, that the technology we're talking about is focusing on what we call the OT side of communication and the OT side of the application domain versus the IT side that's typically more handled by, you know, technology that you, we all heard about, you know, Ethernet or Wi-Fi, etc. Right. So, so let's talk about that OT piece then versus the more familiar uh, IT stuff, if you like. Why is private wireless so important in that domain, in that domain of, of critical industrial connectivity? Yeah, so, so this is, you know, as, as we talked about, while it's often a joint project between the IT team and the OT team, the OT teams tend to be the one that derive the, the requirements for their kind of connectivity. And, and, you know, typically it's been mostly handled with, you know, wired connectivity and more and more and with industry 4.0 transformation, you know, there is a need to connect more and more assets. And, uh, you know, the OT team are expecting to get the same kind of performance and reliability and security they used to with wired connectivity now going wireless. Um, so when we take a look at these specific OT needs, you know, there is some key requirements, for example, around coverage and penetration, uh, you know, which is important. Um, and, and when you take a look at, you know, technologies such as Wi-Fi and while Wi-Fi has improved, you know, significantly with the, uh, you know, with, with the new coming of the Wi-Fi 6 standard, uh, you know, that mostly focus on increased capacity, increased, you know, user uh, performance uh, and a bit better latency, there's still some significant you know, challenge when it comes to meet the OT requirements, uh, you know, in terms of reliable performance is another aspect where private wireless networks really makes a difference. Not all applications need extremely low latency, but you need a very stable latency. And the same thing with data rate, you know, like when you 
when you plug a LAN cable into a machine or laptop, you're almost guaranteed you're going to get 100 meg or 1 gig performance. What is the same thing that OT guys expect uh, you know, from a wireless technology? The other aspect of it that's important to consider is security. You know, as soon as you bring uh, a wireless uh, technology, there's increased security risk um, uh, you know, around the, the use of this network. And in that sense, private wireless also brings significant value um, you know, the 3GPP technology then LTE, 4G comes from or, or 5G, you know, I've inherently built the security standard, uh, you know, end to end. And with the use of, uh, of, of SIM cards as well as end to end encryption on the network makes for extremely strong and sturdy, uh, you know, security system. And that's, you know, those technology, there's no, that's the, some of the reason why those technology are used even now for defense or even public safety. The other aspect that's important as well for OT is the ability to have a single uh, wireless network for all their applications. And, and that's something that we've seen in, in many of the uh, industrial we work with where you know, they, they often have very different uh, and many multiple networks for different applications, sometimes even one wireless network for you know, one application. And with private wireless network, they also get access to what you know, we, we call LTM or narrowband IoT, which enables to have a very long battery life sensor, uh, you know, and effectively that enables you, for example, to digitalize all machine. And again, that's come standard as part of LTE 4.9G, where you can have a, a sensor that can, you know, have a four-year battery life that enables you to digitalize the machine. And again, that comes standard on private wireless. And finally, the last point, but it's an important one, you know, is the aspect of mobility. Uh, you know, whether you're talking about a port or mine or even a, you know, a factory, there are a lot of things that move and the, the mobile credential of 4.9 GLT networks are very important when, again, it comes to keeping reliable, low latency and, and high data rate, even during handover. So this is another aspect that also very different for and, and required for the uh, OT applications. So Stefan, it seems, and this is perhaps a simplistic way of looking at things, but it seems very much that all of these connectivity technologies have different purposes and serve different functions. That essentially Wi-Fi is well suited to IT and kind of office communications. Private wireless is, is geared for the critical OT piece. And then you have you know public cellular in the background for general connectivity and even some kind of light touch IoT sensing. So if that's the case, how come in this conversation around OT and the OT space, uh, how come Wi-Fi keeps coming up, you know, as a, as a contender even on the factory floor and in this industrial market? Yeah, I mean, you're, you are correct. And, and while we are clearly seeing from, you know, a number of surveys or some data from analysts that private wireless using, you know, 4.9 GLT and in the future 5G is becoming they said a default choice uh, when it comes to OT connectivity, Wi-Fi is still very much prevalent. Um, and, and there are a couple of reasons for that. And, and the first one is, you know, those projects for OT connectivity often involves the IT team as well. You know, you have to work together to have a, you know, a single network, the same you know, range of IP addresses, et cetera, for example. And so often the IT team are involved in those discussions and by default, IT bring you know, their own technology to the table. Uh, and that's one of the reasons why we, we, we see you know, Wi-Fi still being you know, a technology that, uh, that, that's kind of prevalent in those discussions. That's probably the first point. And I think the, the other point as well is the, the vendor of Wi-Fi technology do not necessarily understand 
you know, they're not necessarily radio experts and don't necessarily understand the free GPP type of technology and the difference between them. So they just assume it is fine. Uh, when in reality, as we talked about before, there's a couple of area, key areas where really private wireless makes a big difference. And then, you know, finally, just Wi-Fi is so prevalent, you know, in, in almost everything you touch, there is a perception, uh, you know, of Wi-Fi also being low cost. And while, you know, the aspect of TCO is indeed uh, something that not the top of the pile is still an important topic. And, and indeed, people believe that Wi-Fi, have a, at least it has a perception of being a low-cost solution. So, Stefan, maybe you can bring that home for us a little bit. In terms of this cost-calculated tool for private wireless that you've, you've developed, is there, a, is there a tipping point at which private wireless starts to make sense? Is there a rule of thumb for that? Or is it really the case that everything has to be taken in the round? And performance is everything and pays for itself in the end. Just just talk around that if you can and run through an example of, of how the maths works. Yes, yeah, so, so as I said, you know, it, it is quite a complex uh, view, but you know, from that we were able to derive you know a few you know key rules of funds. And, and you know, typically when you look at a at a private wireless networks, you know, the, the increase uh, cost aspect that we talked about regarding the spectrum, the cells. And the core network, you know, they, they are, you know, typically compensated for in terms of cost uh, when you have a, an industrial site that is above about 25 to 50,000 square meter in terms of indoor space. So, you know, beyond that size, you know, the coverage and, and capacity benefit of private wireless does make up for this uh, increase in cost. But then, you know, the tool, you know, also made it pretty clear to us that any industrial side that have challenging radio environment, and I'll come back on that in a second in the example, you know, clearly private wireless networks makes more sense. And then the final uh, key learning was also around, you know, the, the outdoor side. And most of the industrial side that we talk about have the need to also cover the outdoor space or in other instances, uh, you know, like a mine or a port or almost the whole use case is actually outdoor. So when you take about large coverage, this is an another area where, you know, private wireless almost ever win on, on the total cost of ownership. So that was, you know, they said the generic trends here. Um, but, you know, from a very concrete, you know, point, let me give you an example that actually was probably the thing that kickstarted this whole project, this whole idea here, is you know, we, we've, we've got uh, sometime the occasion and the chance to get uh, a direct comparison to the competing offer. And, and that was the case here with a deployment in North America on a very large uh, process manufacturing type plant with extremely high ceiling, very large you know, and, and very long you know, machines, obviously made of metal. And, and we came to, to, to get to the information on the competing Wi-Fi offer and realized quite a few things, uh, you know, and, and probably the most anecdotal, uh, you know, information we got was that the, the planning and, and network design aspect of Wi-Fi uh, was actually, you know, more expensive than the complete or complete offer for a private wireless network. And let me explain why. So, you know, when you take a look at, you know, Wi-Fi, you know, one of the issues around the coverage aspect, because it uses unlicensed spectrum, it's limited in terms of output power. So you end up with a very small coverage, but when you have to have no choice but to put those Wi-Fi access point very high on the ceiling, which is often the case in those large uh, industrial plant, the coverage on the floor is extremely tiny. So in that case, they effectively had to, you know, plan and use uh, what is called directional antennas to even be able to create a, a big enough coverage on the floor for the whole network to make sense. But that, you know, involves quite a bit of, of work in terms of planning and, you know, and, and survey time. So, 
effectively, while you know we uh, were able with private wireless to do the whole you know radio survey planning and design in a matter of a couple of days, for Wi-Fi it, it they almost need a month if I'm not mistaken. So that meant they had to spend a lot of time <coughs> surveying the site, understanding where to best place the access point, what type of antenna to use, what direction to antenna. And then once they've done all of that, the challenge they had is because of the um, you know the environment we you, you're operating in because it's a fast-moving environment. You may have you know a forklift truck that will pass by. You may have a new machine that's implemented the next day. That also creates some challenge with Wi-Fi because the coverage is so limited. It can create shadow, but also a lot of interference. As you can imagine, there's a lot of metal involved places, a lot of reflection, refraction, which you know Wi-Fi doesn't like. You know Wi-Fi works by effectively avoiding interference. Private wireless works with interference. And that's a big difference. And as I talked about earlier, the coverage aspect, the, the much bigger coverage you have, you know, with uh, private wireless makes it a lot easier and cheaper. So bottom line, you know, this example was one of these occasions where we felt we needed to understand this topic a lot better, um, you know, because th there's clearly a lot of factors in play, not just the cost of the hardware, but also, you know, the installation, the planning, the design, uh, et cetera, were also a very important aspect to consider. So, Stefan, just to sum up then, it seems there are some misperceptions still around private wireless in the market and specifically around cost. And as a rule, if you're looking to cover an industrial site of over 25,000 odd square meters, then that cost differential really disappears. And it is a, it's a no-brainer almost to go with private LTE and 5G. And if you are less than 25,000, then perhaps Wi-Fi might make sense from a, from a kind of a, a cost point of view. But at the same time, private wireless introduces all kinds of critical grade functionality and performance on top. And actually the perception alongside that Wi-Fi is, you know, a plug and play and simple to understand technology is not always the case, especially in these complex industrial environments. And, you know, cellular might take some learning it seems but it is inherently more capable and suitable in this ot market just just talk to me is that is that is that the case uh, is that the case and tell me wh what else should we be thinking about here because this is there is a lot going on yeah you, you're roughly right james that's 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 about right so we you know, just just give another example here. You know, the, the open pit mining space is is another one where you know, as soon as you got a, a wide area, a complex radio environment, which is often the case in the industrial side, then you know, clearly private wireless makes a lot of sense from a TCO point of view. Uh, but you know, it's almost a no-brainer because if it's lower cost and also better as a technology for OT, then you know, it, it's it's an easy choice. But the, you know, the, there are a few other things that we 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 discovered and 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 learned a bit more as we kind of deployed uh, you know private wireless networks and work with some of our partners that've been in that space for a long time as well, you know, and, and partly talking to some of our partners that also deploy and manage Wi-Fi network. While there, there is clearly you know a steep learning a steeper slightly steeper learning curve on private wireless, although you know the industry and Nokia has worked really hard on making those solutions simpler and more enterprise friendly because it's a different kind of technology for the IT team there's a little bit of a steeper learning curve but one of the things we found out that was interesting is the you know the wi-fi you know there is a perception of a certain simplicity and it is correct you know we all using it in our house uh, and but in a, in a difficult environment in a fast-moving environment like we are talking about uh, you know with machines with metals, with, with uh, you know partition that comes up and down, with a mine that expands and shrink depending on the amount of explosion and the, and the drilling and digging they do, 
you know, the, the reality of it is a private wireless network uh, you know, is a, a deploy and forget, whereas a Wi-Fi needs constant management and re-optimization of the network to ensure that the performance is guaranteed. And we had a few cases, for example, in a mining space where, you know, effectively the Wi-Fi radio folks were almost, um, you know, coming back every week to readjust the network in line with the new topology of the mine. So that's one aspect as well. And then, you know, probably the, the other thing that we have not considered, but it is something that's also important, uh, you know, is the ability of a private wireless network to be the single wireless networks for all the application. Uh, you know, that is something that's very important. I talked about this earlier, you know, the, the support for, you know, LTM and narrowband IoT makes it also a very good network for, for sensors, uh, low power sensors that are, you know, used so often in those environments and that we will need more and more to digitalize machine or connect, you know, assets and trucks, etc. Uh, but also the aspect that very often when we walk to those sites, you know, there is uh, typically an older legacy critical voice system, either P25 or Tetra, etc. What we you know, typically call push to talk. And very often the the enterprise we, we talk to are also looking to upgrade that solution and, and make this critical voice run on the private wireless networks. And again, as you know, voice is something that we've had since the GSM days. So private wireless is really a solution that's very suitable for that. So effectively with private wireless, you save on cost as well because you can have a single network to handle both your critical data to handle your, let's say, your sensor network as well, um, and also your critical voice. So effectively having a single network for, you know, free big application bucket is also something that helps, you know, when you, you go beyond TC, when you start also looking at the business case and what other value uh, the networks and the technology brings to the table. Thanks, Stefan. That's really great. I think we're going to have to leave it there for, for this, this episode. Uh, but it's been fascinating to talk through this and, you know, to hear how in this exciting developing industry 4.0 market how private cellular solves a number of things you know partly because of of performance but also because of its architectural simplicity and flexibility and then of course you know certainly in the case of medium and large size venues because it is cheaper anyway but look stefan it's been really great to chat thanks for your time and we will see you next time round thanks a lot james